Welcome back, everybody, to Finding My Perfect Awkward. And this week, I am with Julia, or as you... Sorry, I have a sinus infection, first of all. But second of all, hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? People may know you as the radio hag on social media, on Instagram. People Mm -hmm. may know you from the Julie show all over Odyssey, syndicated all over the place. And where else might people know you? I used to work at Cold Stone, so maybe if they were ever a customer in like 2009. Oh, Jesus Christ. You used to work at Cold Stone? That was like my first job. See, but if I'm if I go to Baskin Robbins and I get a scoop of ice cream and it's $3.50, if I go to Cold Stone and get Cold like, Stone's the same expensive. thing, it's gonna 100%. be seven dollars. Yeah, no, I guess, I, I, say, guess I guess I get what you're saying. Yeah, no, it's a it's a bougie place. So you're syndicated all over top 40 for Odyssey. Mm-hmm. you do afternoons you do middays you do it's you're all over the place your show is everywhere yeah how did you get to where you are where did you start and how did you end up here yeah so right now currently my um uh, my show is nationally syndicated in middays across um most of our top 40 stations i do afternoon drive right now on b96 in chicago and then I do mornings on um, Alt 98.7 in Detroit, which is where I'm based. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got I've, I'm one of those radio people that's literally this is the only thing I've ever wanted to do since I was a pup. Um, my mom was like a big, big radio listener growing up. So we'd always listen to morning shows driving into school. And I really paid attention to them. Like I really enjoyed them. And I remember having the conscious thought of even in elementary school thinking this sounds so fun. I would love to do that. Couldn't believe it was a job. And um, my mom would never really let me miss school for anything fun. Uh, It was always like, you know, you miss school if you're sick, that's it. Like, I'm not taking you out to go to the zoo. We're not doing that. Um, But the only time she would would let me miss school for something fun was to go see this morning show here that used to exist in Detroit uh, broadcast live from a mall because they did it every Christmas and it was my mom's favorite show. Um, And that was, yeah, it was kind of her thing. We loved radio together. And then, um, I don't know, I would just... I I feel like this is every single radio person, but I was I, I I do legitimately have very bad ADHD and I did all through school growing up and I never knew I knew I was I, I, I thought I was smart. I'm like, I think I'm smart, but like, why am I so horrendous at school? Like it just yeah. I, that's not adding up to me, but I really enjoyed um you know we had a media class in high school that I that was like where I put all my attention to and it's just funny because all my other classes I got like D's and like this I got like A plus <laughs> it was just such a stark difference that my mom was like what's wrong with you um yeah and I knew even then I wanted to do radio so right out of high school I went to this trade school that we had uh they they're still around in some capacity. They closed during the pandemic, but um, I think they operate out of a college now, but it was a standalone trade school for broadcasting. Um, and it was called Specs Howard and they were awesome. Like they, you know, think about Detroit radio is Detroit's such a good radio market. We have so many like high performing, long standing morning shows. Um, and Detroit really loves and accepts radio. And obviously you know, listening was different back in the day, but still to this day, they're still really passionate about it. So, um, the fact that they felt that they need to build a school for this, I always thought was a cool thing. So I went there, 
uh, and again, because I'm bad at it's this is so funny because I'm bad at school. I failed my first like quarter through, which like if you fail a trade school, like in this one, at least you have to restart because th- you don't have that much time there. So I restarted oh. and <laughs> which like is hilarious because they ended up using me in their commercials. And I'm like, I don't know if I should be your spoke. <laughs> <laughs> I flunked out my first quarter. Is that a yeah, good I was idea? Like, Let's not talk about that first quarter where I just like didn't <laughs> focus and do well on tests. But OK, Um so I did, I, I, get, I did it again. I was like, we're back in. Uh, and I got through, started interning immediately after uh, for Blaine Fowler, who's still here locally on um, 96.3 WDVD. It's a hot AC station. And they were great. I was with him and his um, show for probably like six months. And then, you know, it's w- what am I going to do next? And I think this is an interesting, uh, you know, I, I listen to a lot of like, when you guys have radio people on talk about their journey. And I always think it's so interesting um, hearing from people who went to school for radio and then hearing the people who just kind of fell into it. Um, Because I feel like the people who went to school and like knew, like you, it's always similar. Like I was like, all right, I just have to get in somewhere. So I started um, doing promotions for um, it's Odyssey now. Then it was under, before it was Entercom, and before that it was CBS always been I've been with this company for 12 years um and I started doing promotions for them in 2012 and um yeah it was great I I did that for about a year and a half and then they wanted to make me this has many titles I feel like in different markets but they wanted to make me uh like the the, the overseeing the promotions team which again I don't think I'm I don't <laughs> think I was made to do that <laughs> like I was like are you, you sure i feel like the person who does this job should be an organized human not a 20 year old <laughs> who, who, like can't remember to eat three times a day like but okay so, and we always laugh about it now uh because the woman who hired me she's amazing and she's still here and she's like yeah you should have just been on air but it was nice that we did that. so i did that for a while but i think what was helpful was for some reason, I was kind of shy, but I was like not shy about telling people that I wanted to be on air one day. So I'd tell our PD, I would tell anybody who wanted to know. And um, I think what what's weird is what helped me a lot um, was if you're in a radio building, people often grab you just because they need a voice for something uh, like the production guy or the imaging guy. And the production guy grabbed me one day to do a commercial. And this was before I've done anything on air. Uh, and I loved it. And I said, oh my God, if you ever need anything else, please let me know. So then I became his go-to person. So then I was voicing stuff all the time. And, um, eventually I asked to just be put back on the part-time promo team because I was like, this isn't, this isn't for me. And I, I think you want someone less frustrating to oversee and do clerical work. Um, cause <laughs> that's not my, this is not my shit. Um, so I, I ended up going back down to part-time promotions and, there was this market that's like 45 minutes east of here. It's called Port Huron, very tiny. Um, and they were hiring for weekends. So I sent them what I had, which was just me recording spots. And they were like, that's enough. We'll give you a weekend shift. We'll work with you. Yeah. So I started doing that. And it was with, and I live in Michigan where there's terrible winters. And it was through a terrible winter where like, for me to drive twice a weekend, an hour away was a big deal because of how bad the roads would get. Um And I remember one day coming back, it was like my shift was till midnight. I was driving back 
And I like, I don't know what happened, but I ended up spinning out into like a field somewhere and had to call my mom to come rescue me. And we had um, at the radio station here, which was Amp Radio at the time, like a big concert the next day. So I was shook and I was frazzled and I was telling people about it. And they're like, why are you driving so far to go do your on-air shift is like what our PD asked me. And I'm like, because I want to get on air somewhere. He goes, send me a demo. And so I sent him a demo and then he ended up letting me track Sundays in Detroit, which was crazy. Um, it's just a three hour shift in the morning. I, pre- I sounded terrible, but saw something and which was very sweet. We all uh, sound terrible at first. Oh my God. I, yeah, I have it still in my email. Cause I used to send him my air checks. It is wow. Uh, so <laughs> I, uh, but I, I eventually got, I must've gotten a little better because he, um, then he gave me like a weekend live shift. And then this was in a matter of months, like two months later, I started filling in for um, the full-time jocks during the week just because they, you know, they were out of people at the time. So they needed me and like a pinch and I was able to do it. And then that I kind of became the go-to since then. And also this was a time when radio had overnights, which I'm so grateful for because I feel like I was at the tail end of that. And, um, they put me on overnights for like six months and I, you know, I, I did stuff I shouldn't have. I probably took us off air. I like, you know, just that's where you, that's where you mess up and that's where it's fine. Cause that's where you grow who you are on, on air. And I felt like that really built me so well. And then, you know, you want to bring your best to doing these live shifts that are, you know, in a prime slot on the weekend or filling in for people. Um, so yeah, I, I, I did that. And this is in the course of one year, I, I, I felt confident. I was hearing a lot of um, good things from my mentors and everybody else to where I was like, all right, I think I'm confident enough to try to get out there and apply for a full-time job. And I never thought my first full-time job would be in Detroit. And so I started applying to everything I saw, like, you know, just wherever, whatever. Yeah. So then I get a call back um, and it's for a big morning show that was in Seattle. And I flew out there, um, interviewed came back. They offered me the job and I was like, I was ready to take it. I was like, all right. And then my PD at the time was like, can you stall it a few days? And I was like, okay. Uh, And he ended up giving me nights. Uh, So then I went on to host nights on Amp Radio for three years. That is literally, I mean, that's where I learned to do everything. That's where I learned to solo host, how to do my own show. I was hosting club nights. I was doing interviews. I was doing everything. And that was like, honestly, one of the most fun times of my life um, because I was just in my early twenties at clubs, like just having this fun night show, really doing it. Um, And then three years later, they gave me mornings on the station um, with Chris Cruz and Mm -hmm. uh, five months later, the station flipped. (laughs) Um, So, Oh yeah, that was fun. Um, And I said to myself, all right, you get, you get two days to be upset. Um, and and I really was upset because that station was like my first everything. And I, I loved it. And I was so passionate about it. And we had such great listeners and just such good relationships with everybody. It really was like, it, it really is still such a big piece of my heart. So, um, but I was like, you're about to not have a job soon. So you gotta, you, you can cry for two days, but you gotta, you gotta figure it out. Yeah. Um, so I did that. yeah. So I did that. And then um, you know, they were, they were accommodating about it and just were talking to me about my goals and what I want and whatever. And, you know, I had some, a lot of people, are, it's, it's crazy because when you lose jobs like that, it's always the biggest fear in radio, but, um, 
<laughs> I was telling this to my producer. I was like, you know how when you break up with someone and you you don't realize like all the people that come out of the woodwork that like shouldn't know you're single but do. I was like, that's kind of like the feeling where you feel like a little bit of a slut for a bit because you're seeing you're you're I called it job single and she's like, that's unemployed. Don't call it that. Like job single <laughs> to kill you. Um, but I was like, you you get you know people learn they want it even if they're not offering you anything they want to talk to you and learn how they can help which is very sweet and that is something that I've tried to start doing for people when I see that thing happen in her industry and yeah within a week I was interviewing at B96 in Chicago and within a month I moved out there uh, and I did nights and then um in the pandemic I got um promoted to do afternoons which I've been doing since and then um, I was doing that for about another year. And then um, so Amp Radio flipped to a station called The Breeze, which mm -hmm. is like adult contemporary music. And then they ended up flipping. So this is kind of I, I always like this story because I feel like it's it's very it's very woo woo sounding and I don't mean it to. But there's a very big station in Detroit and it was called 89X, which is this rock station. It's alternative. It's been around forever. It's very heritage. People love it. So they flipped and that was a big deal, like headline news breaking. Um, and so my friend Nathan, who doesn't, who's not from here, texted me about it and was like, hey, are they, that is this station flipping in Detroit a big deal? Because I'm seeing it everywhere. And I'm like, yes, huge deal. And, um, you know, I said, you know, if, if I just wish that, alternative like there would be an alt station in odyssey in detroit and i could be on it somehow like that would be great if like that could be a thing next day the breeze flips to alt am i raven simone like what what did i <laughs> do i don't know like, i'm it's scared the future, yeah I'm frankly scared of myself um and he and so he calls me he goes uh did you know something and i'm like no why would i know that like i don't i didn't know that um so then I, you know, I talked to some of our, some of my bosses and some people and I was like, Hey, if you, in my, my theory was, Hey, if you need anything on the station, happy to do it. We're, we're in the age of tracking. Like I was thinking even like a weekend shift. I just, it's my home market. I know the market better than anybody. Yeah. Happy to be on it. So then uh, our format captain at the time of alt calls me and he's like, I actually have this place for you on this alt show. They've been around for 20 years. They really need a female on it. Uh, would you be interested? So I looked to show up. It's called Church of Laszlo. It's based in Kansas City. They're hilarious. They're very like they're very Opie Anthony and like raw and just like exact opposite of what I've done in top 40 all these years. And I was like, yeah. that would be a fun balance. Like, I love what I'm doing in top 40. I've always wanted to get my foot into alt. Um, I've always wanted to do another long form show since I'd left mornings. So I said, sure. And then they allowed me to move back to Detroit, which ended up being great because my boyfriend, who's also in radio and I had been long distance for five years, because as you can imagine, it's very hard to get in the same market with somebody who you're dating who does radio. Yeah. Uh, he hosts mornings in the market as well. So that allowed us to finally be together, which was cool. Um, and yeah, the they ended up um, taking that afternoon show off last summer and then moving me to mornings um and that's been my story ever since sorry if that was very long-winded no that's awesome <laughs> no I want to know everything from start to finish usually it, it is pretty long-winded but I want to know every detail that's awesome 
Yeah. So, and it tells a lot about somebody um, to see where you start and if you started in school or if you didn't and how you got to where you are. Because a lot, there's, there's a mix. Like you said earlier, there's a mix between people who start in school and who just fall into it. Like I just fell into it randomly, but started at the same place that somebody like just wants, if somebody's saying, Hey, I just need to start somewhere. Cause this is where I went to, this is what I went to school for. Same thing. Started out in promotion. So there's a mix and it's interesting to see how people start and then where they are now. So I also didn't realize that you were in for so long. I know a lot of people don't. And I, it, well, it's also because the company um, has been under three different names, which maybe make it makes it confusing. What's a piece of advice you would give to younger you? I guess I would say I still do this. So I don't know. Like, like I don't know how much ser- seriously a younger me would have taken this advice. But just like don't get so stressed out about everything um, because everything's not that serious. Where like I, I have very bad people pleasing tendencies and um, I have a very hard time saying no. Um, and you know, I'm getting, I am getting better at it. It is something I'm working on very much in therapy and out of therapy, but, um, and it's not to do even with radio. I think it's just to do with the way that like, you know, I present myself in general, which of course affects everything. But I think, yeah, the, the people pleasing tendencies I did so bad in my twenties and just always put myself last. And, um, again, that's not, you know, that's not for anything to do fully with my career. I just, I, I think, I think one thing the pandemic has given us is a lot of people know now how to do the work-life balance really well. And I think that it's taught me that. And well, it's taught me to prioritize that. I will say like, I, um, you know, I would do the thing where I'd work three club nights in a weekend and one sleep. Like it, it just, and, yeah. and people are fine if you say no, but I didn't. So I, I yeah. think, I think none of that, you know, all those things that I always felt like I had to say yes to, whether it was a work situation or, you know, anything to do with friends or family that, you know, maybe necessarily took up too much of my time and stressed me out that I felt like, oh, my God, the world's going to end if I don't do this, like to exercise saying no. Um, Poet Taylor, who works in our company, I was just on um, this junket with her. She told me to make love to saying no. And it's like my favorite thing that I've heard lately. So um trying to trying to integrate that still yeah well and also knowing your worth too like that all is intertwined when you know when you realize what your what your worth and what you deserve all of that makes is easier all of that is made easier name the last most awkward moment that you had um hmm. mine was when I hit my knee on this desk and made everything jolt that's really funny 50,000 the last most ah, I'm awkward too, so I should have just like something off the cuff right now. Or you could just name an awkward moment. Okay, this is always like my favorite story, and my boyfriend hates when I tell it, but it's really funny. Um, so you know how some people are bad with names. Oh yeah, I'm bad with faces. I for some reason like have no facial recognition. Well, I you know what it is is I always question myself and my accuracy. So if I see somebody that I know in public that I've met maybe once or just some friends with online. I'm always like, is that them? Is that them? You know? Um, and I, it makes me look like a dick. Can I swear? 
Yeah, of course. Okay. It makes me look like a dick because it, it's happened before. Where I've met somebody before and then like one time in flan- like in passing and then they've come up to me and said hi again. And I'm always just like trying to figure out who are you? So it, I would rather be bad at names than fa- faces. But anyways, yeah. uh, this is a couple years ago. Uh, I had been it was this, when I worked for Amp Radio, they had me do this thing with um, Detroit Pistons where their dance team was doing tryouts. And for some reason, they wanted me as a guest celebrity judge. So I did that. And the girl that was like overseeing this thing. So it was through um, it was through one of our venues down here. And like the girl that was overseeing me had this fleece on that's at the venue name. She was kind of my bud for the day, helping me out, blah, blah, blah. All right. Two weeks later, I go to see John Mayer. Um, and John Mayer, by the way, one of my favorite artists. So I'm drinking and I'm also just like mentally unstable because I'm about to see who I really love. And, um, so I see this girl walk by that looks just like who I thought was at that dance thing with me, same fleece, same hair, whatever. So I walk up like, hi. And the girls and the girl like definitely knows me. And she's like, hi. And I was like, so good to see you again. And she's like, mm-hmm. And it's just, it's very awkward at this point, but I'm also like, you started this, you have to keep it going. I'm like, how's your, how's your day? Blah, blah, blah. And then I have my friend with me and I'm like, this is Katie, da, 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 da. And it's the most awkward conversation I've ever had in my life. And so we leave and I'm like, well, that was a weird exchange. We were getting along so great, like two weeks ago, whatever. So next morning, I'm sitting on a plane to go see my boyfriend because we're long distance at the time. And I look in my Instagram and I have a new follow and it's from his ex-girlfriend that that's why I knew who that was. But she also works for that company. And I thought she was the other girl. And she definitely thought I was really fucking weird. Because <laughs> I was like, hi. What are the odds that that is his ex-girlfriend? First right. of all. It, well, it's, <laughs> I will say that the thing that makes it better is, is it's not like the one that was like the last girl he dated. It was like one he had dated like probably a decade ago i mean they de- definitely dated for a, a period of time um and they they didn't end on like bad terms so there wasn't like that like effect to it and i actually saw her two weeks ago um and he, we're so friendly now because of that weird encounter <laughs> i mean you know what at least something positive yeah. yeah oh i know but i'm like she pro- i i said to josh my boyfriend i was like she has to think i am so weird and he goes yeah <laughs> that is weird yeah i mean it is incredibly weird that you thought it was somebody else no i know and now i can't i can't ever tell her that <laughs> she's probably just like wow his girlfriend's really nice you know what thank you so much julia for hanging yeah. out with me i yeah. appreciate no you problem. no problem